Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, the Saint. And of course, you already know what your time it is. It is the Saint Says. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. I've been gone for about 18 days. Sorry about that if I kept you hanging. But I figured I would uh, let you enjoy your holiday and um, all your shopping done and everything else under the sun. And I hope everything turned out good for you and your family. Hope you got everything you wanted. Hope you return everything you don't want. And we can move on to the next phase of this season. Which is da -da -da -da, New Year's Eve and Day. New Year's being that 2023 is coming to an end. Ah yes, 2023. It was a sloppy year. It was a crazy year. It was a what the fuck year and what the hell year. Just of the last two or three. So, with us going into 2024, it's kind of scary. And I say that honestly. Because no one knows what the fuck's going to happen in 2024. I'm not looking forward to it anyway. There was a time I used to love New Year's Eve, people partying, you know, kissing each other, you know, giving out, you know, getting on one knee and uh, proposing to the girl you've been been with for the rest of your life and all that kind of crap and the new year comes in we all start anew well the last three years have told me nothing will be new until people get their heads out of their ass but that's just me however i will talk about some of the things that occurred during the 2023 and uh, this is going to take a while so, if you are a person that gets bored real easily or, you know, loses their attention after five or ten minutes, this is not the podcast for you today. However, if you are a person that likes to listen to what I have to say about the year and from beginning to end, please come with me. First off, beginning of this year, January 3rd, Republican Kevin McCarthy falls to secure enough votes to elect a Speaker of the House, in three rounds of voting in January of this year. Now, as you all know, politics has been the linchpin of the entire damn country for the last three damn years, going on four. People have their opinions about people. People saying they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and not going to do a goddamn thing besides drive us all nuts and give us gray hair. Kevin McCarthy was the speaker for the Republican Party. He said a couple things that some of the Republicans didn't like, and uh, some of the stuff that they wish he would have said, but he didn't do. And therefore, they kicked him out on January 3rd of 2023. And for about 15 rounds and whatever every days, they uh, didn't have a speaker in the house. None. They were just completely speakerless, if you can say that. But as they were trying to find a speaker of the house, several other things were going on. The uh, government shutdown was looming, and um, Kevin McCarthy had something to say about that, which didn't rub people the right way, which is why he lost a seat in the first damn place. But it also is, needs to be said that Kevin McCarthy is the first House speaker to be elect to be kicked out of being the speaker of the house in uh, Washington's history. Who the hell wants to have that over their head? I wouldn't. And uh, they elected someone to um, take his uh, take a spot several thousand years later. And uh, he is a uh, he's a puppet for the Republicans, of course. And um, some people like him. Some people think that he was worse than McCarthy. But we'll have to, we already learned some of that stuff already down the line. And I don't like politics, so there's a couple things on here about politics. So I will talk about them as quickly as I possibly can, because, therefore, I do not like them. Anyway, moving on. There was a incident on January 7th of this year. Tyron Nichols, a 29-year-old black man, is pulled over for reckless driving. He is hospitalized following arrest and dies three days later from the injuries sustained during a traffic stop. Five police officers in Memphis Police Department are fired. On January 26th, a grand jury indicted all five officers. 
They are each charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, result, uh, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. On September, on September 12th, the five officers were indicted by a federal grand jury on several charges, including deprivement of rights. Now, this is the kicker for me. None of these five officers were Caucasian. They were all black. Tyrell Nichols, of course, you already know, was black. They beat this man in the street, right down the street from his mother's house. Whooped his ass in handcuffs. That's some Rodney King shit, okay? And all five officers were African-American. It's bad enough when a white officer whoops an African-American's ass, beat them and all kinds of shit, and then blame them for them whooping their ass or whatever. It's a totally different story when you got five African-American police officers doing the exact same thing that they've probably seen the cops do to their friends and family and whatever. It pisses me off because you would think that these five officers would know better than to do what they did to this man to put him in a hospital and then eventually kill him. But the law is the law. And they all got convicted. So no surprise there. And Tyrell, even though he was driving recklessly, he did not deserve the ass whooping that these cops gave him. And um, I'm glad they got convicted. I'm like that with any police officer kicking. Cop do something wrong, they got to pay the price just like every damn body else. I don't give a fuck you got a badge or not. And these five brothers, or lack thereof, will find out the hard way how the law works on the other side of the badge. Because they let all the gun holders go to their fucking heads and beat this man to death, literally. So all five of you guys, we're listening to this tonight. I hope you're riding hell. I hope you are enjoying your incarceration. And you all fucking deserve it. See you later. Adios. Don't give a shit. <laughs> That's just how I feel about that. Moving on. <laughs> okay. January 9th, the White House Counsel Office confirmed that several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time in vice president were discovered last fall in his in the office at Penn, at Penn Biden Center. On January 12th, the White House Counsel Office confirmed a small number of additional classified documents were located in President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. Now, again, politics is a linchpin. Now, of course, the other guy, I would not say his damn name, he is also being indicted and he has federal charges and every damn thing else. So, of course, they had to find something to make it make Joe Biden look bad because, hey, they make an our guy look bad. It's almost like watching a really bad episode of Survivor. Only instead of people like regular mojos, you got politicians on both sides trying to prove the other one is worse than the next guy. And this is one of the big reasons why I hate politics, because politics, politicians and politics don't mean no, don't don't jive with me at all. They're all a bunch of damn snake oil salesmen. They will tell you whatever the hell you want to hear. And um, they won't do shit after they get their office. After you put them in there, of course. After that, you're, you're an afterthought. You're just an American that pays taxes. And if you don't pay them, you're going to throw you in jail. And uh, that's my thing, and I'm sticking to it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, January 13th of this year. The Trump Organization is fined $1.6 million in maximum possible penalty by a New York judge for running a decade-long tax fraud scheme. Gee, didn't know that was coming. Ah, yes, Mr. Cheeto, or, sorry, Mr. Trump. Mr. I inflated everything that I have to make it look like it's actually more than it actually is. And um, he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. I've said that before. I've said it for the last three damn years. He does not have a shut up button. It's broken. Even with all this shit that's holding it over his head, the, the cloud is not even darkening anymore. It's just a big ass fucking box that's hanging over his head. And it gets bigger and bigger with all his bullshit. And yet this man is still believing 
that he will be the next president of the United States with all this shit going on. And I'm just like, wow, delusional much? This is just one part of something that's going on with him. And it's just, it gets worse and worse with every passing day. And yet people still flock to this man like he was Jesus or whatever. And I'll never understand that. I'm, I'll never understand that shit. I'll be 100 years old and this all will be over. And I still would not understand how the fuck that they still support this bastard. But that's just me. But either way, it's something else that he has to worry about in 2024. And uh, hopefully something or someone will nail his ass and we won't have to hear about this shit anymore. How about you? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> January 21st, 11 people are killed in a mass shooting in a dance studio in Montero Park, California. As the, as the city's Asian American community was celebrating Lunar New Year's, the 72-year-old gunman was found dead in the following day in a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Ah, yes, another mass shooting to start the old year right. I do not understand why in the hell somebody wants to shoot people instead of fighting them. I'm an old schooler. I was, I was, I'm a kid, I'm a baby of the 70s, I'm a kid of the 80s. I grew up in the 90s as a young adult. And to the life, for the life of me, I do not understand why people don't want to fight. Like boxing, like, you know, fist fighting and everything. Yeah, you get your ass whooped, you get a rig broken, you got your ribs busted, whatever. But you survive, unless they do something really serious. But now, it's the Wild Wild West and the Wild Wild East. North, South, Middletown, everywhere. You cannot say not two damn words to somebody without them pulling a fucking gun out and killing you. Or trying to kill you. And it doesn't need it. You don't need to have an excuse now. You can say something remotely out of turn and you're allowed to get your head blown off. That's how it's fucking bad it is right now. It is going to get worse, I'm sorry to say. 2024 will be no different than the last three years. People will find excuses to shoot you for it. It couldn't even be a bigger, it couldn't be no damn excuse. They just want to do it. Just to see if the gun works. And that is what we're going into. That's what we've been dealing with since the, two, since the turn of the century. And it's getting worse with every passing fucking day. And these mass shootings happen. And these people that do the mass shootings shoot themselves. Leaving everybody in fucking limbo about why in the fuck they do it in the first place. And we'll never know because the bastard shot themselves before we could find out. That also hurts my heart. I'm like, you can do the damn crime, but you don't want to do the time, though. Well, fuck you then. Hope you rot in hell. Hope no Hitler and no Stalin beat you in hell or some shit. I don't know. But that's just my opinion about that. And I'm moving on. <laughs> so, January 24th of this year. CNN reported that a lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence discovered about a dozen documents marked as classified at Pence's Indiana home last week, or this year, and he has turned those classified records over to the FBI. <sighs> Again with the documents. What in the hell is so damn important that you would risk your life and limb to... <laughs> to actually um, steal these documents from a government facility, which is the White House. You know, the White House is, is like, it's completely off limits to every damn thing. Anything that comes in there, anything that comes out of there, has got to be said and, and documented and everything, okay? So taking anything out of the White House, that right there will get you every damn eye in the fucking world. Because they want to know exactly what the hell you were doing with all these damn documents. Was you going to pass them out to people? Was you going to you know, show them off to people that they ain't supposed to be seeing them? What the hell? I don't understand that. And he is one of three or four people that has been caught with these damn things. And again, it sounds like some kind of really bad fight at recess. It's just the most childish shit I've ever heard of. And I don't know why they do it. But I guess it's not my, my, you know, my time to know what's going on. And I guess the other people of this great country is, is none of their business either, I guess. I don't know. Either way, it's it's dumb, it's stupid, and 
<sighs> it just gets it's ridiculous. It really is. Okay, moving on here. January 25th of this year, Facebook parent company Meta announced it would restore former President Donald Trump's account on Facebook and Instagram in the coming weeks or this year. Just over two years after he suspended him for the wake of January 6th Capitol attack. Now, as you know, for the last three years, Cheeto, as I call him, has been bitching and complaining about something that happened three, now almost four fucking years ago, which is the the, uh, the election of 2020, saying that he won it. No, he didn't. He sent a bunch of damn heathens to the Capitol to tear up shit, to stop it. He can say, no, they were just like people protest. No, there's peaceful protests, and then there was a fucking riot at the Capitol. That's what it was. And um, he's been bitching, he's been complaining, he's been bitching and complaining about this shit since 20-fucking-20. I am tired of hearing about it myself. I'm tired of hearing about him. Every fucking time I turn on TV, something is almost like the world's worst Kevin Bacon game. You know that damn game, you know, 10 things to Kevin Bacon or some shit? It's like a thousand things to fucking Donald Trump. I'm getting tired of fucking hearing his mouth. I'm tired of hearing about him. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, God, I turn the TV on, turn the fucking thing off, because I'm getting tired of hearing about him. And he gets on TV, says the same bullshit over and over again. Whatever. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. But, again, he has so many things hanging over his fucking head, he can't keep the damn thing straight sometimes. And his damn mouth overloads his ass every single time. Which is why, you know, the president of Facebook kicked his ass off after January 6th because it looked like he supported this motherfucker what he did. And who the hell wants to be part of that? I sure the hell wouldn't, but that's just me. But either way, he was put back on, and that was a that was a year ago. Gone. And, um, you know, this 2024, hopefully he won't be seen or heard again after this year coming in. My right hand to God. Anyway, uh, moving on. February 1st of this year, Tom Brady announced his retirement after 23 years in the NFL. Or should I say, again. Now, you all know that Tom Brady told his uh, told his public before he left the Patriots that he was going to retire. And it lasted about, oh, about a month. And he got back on and said, hey, I'm coming back to play football again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, in that time, Tom Brady's wife left him. She probably got a hunk of change out of him because, you know, even though she's a supermodel, you know, it's Tom Brady. Um, he, um, he had to, well, they, the Tampa Bay went to the Super Bowl and they did win it, unfortunately, against the uh, Chiefs. And, um... <laughs> Then he, um, you know, he, you know, they got their ass kicked a couple times, and then he finally decided, hey, this will be a time for me to leave. You should have left the first fucking time, okay? Football players are kind of like police officers. They can do all the work. They can get ran down. They can break things. They can get shot. They can get beat up. They can do every damn thing. And yet, even though they're in the long in the tooth and they, they got, like, uh, a pension coming and everything else, they still want to do the job. But the job doesn't want them to do it anymore. Therefore, they end up uh, being forced to retire or something bad happens to them. Nine times out of ten is usually something bad. And then they wish they would have done it earlier. Well, Tom Brady is not a cop. He's a quarterback. Quarterback who thinks that even though he can throw his arm up and throw a ball 500 feet away, that he can still do it. Brett Favre did the same damn thing. That motherfucker damn near died playing football. And now he has his own scandal going on, so it doesn't really fucking matter. But Tom Brady lost his fucking marriage to his profession. Which, if you ask me, was a reason why he decided finally to hang up his fucking cleats. He can say, well, no, I don't have anything else to prove. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm content with what's going on. No, 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 motherfucker, no. What it was is that... Jalice, or Jalice, whatever her name is, left your ass. And she wanted half. 
And I know she's probably got a big chunk of that shit. But that's another no big deal because uh, Tom Brady, if I'm correct, will be riding a, you know, a table or somewhere in the coming years as a you know, correspondent for the NFL. So he's still getting paid by the NFL. So it didn't really fucking matter. He just won't be playing. And I'm telling you, if that man, you know, Tom, if you listen to this, you better hear me and hear me very good. If you decide to bring your ass out of retirement again to play football in the NFL, the only thing you say is that you hope the guy you don't get hit. I've been wanting you to get hit since you beat the shit out of my Falcons in the Super Bowl. I can't even remember the damn name number of it. I've been revengeful ever since. So if you decide to bring your ass out of retirement again and say, well, I think I got like another year or so in me. I want somebody to hit your ass so damn hard that your mama feel it. <laughs> you know, because, uh, Tom, did you get hit today? Oh, no, I can't feel my arm. That's what I wanted for three and a half seasons after you beat my Falcons. It never happened, <laughs> but I was wishful. So hopefully he'll stick to it, which uh, seems like he is. And uh, we'll be seeing him behind the desk you know, saying, Hi, I'm Tom Brady. I'm a, I'm, I'm a commentator now. I don't throw footballs. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go in the Hall of Fame and he'll give a Hall of Fame speech. He'll get that ugly ass yellow jacket that Hall of Famers get and be done. Hopefully. So, anyway, moving on. February 2nd of this year, defense officials announced the United States is tracking a suspicious Chinese air high altitude surveillance balloon over the continental United States. On February 4th of this year, a U.S. military fighter jet shoots down the balloon over the Atlantic Ocean. On June 29th of this year, the Pentagon released, revealed that the balloon did not collect intelligence while flying over the country. Oh, wow. A balloon. A white balloon. A big-ass white balloon. Now, with all the technology that we have in this century, we got, you know, we got AI, we got, you know, smart bombs and every damn thing else. The Chinese send over a big-ass white balloon with surveillance stuff on it. Does that make any sense to anybody? I, I don't think it makes any me. I read this. I was like, wait a minute. A balloon? Y'all really thought that we were not going to see this shit? <laughs> okay. We, I mean, we have hot air balloons flying around all the time in the summer. So to see this damn thing, I'm like... Okay, y'all, y'all should be better than this. Y'all, y'all supposed to be China. Y'all can take like a, a toothpick in 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 a um in a in an air dryer and make a fucking DVD from scratch. What what the hell is this? A balloon? Really? But they shot it down, and of course it was like a meme for about a whole entire five or ten months. You know, you're hearing the you know the song from Top Gun and and booting shit and everything else. Hell, I even got in on it myself. They had a balloon um, thing on uh, TikTok, and I made myself a balloon. I'll admit it. It was pretty funny. But come on, China, y'all know better than that. Y'all supposed to be having, like, miniature bugs that, that have, like, antennas on them that collect shit. A balloon? Really? But, hey, the year is still young. Or <laughs> maybe it's not. Either way, it was crazy. Moving on. <laughs> February 3rd, Norfolk Sunder freight train carrying hazardous material derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. An evacuation order was issued for the area within a mile radius of the trash of the train crash. The order is lifted at February 8th of this year. After returning to their homes, some residents report they had developed a rash or na nausea. Hmm. <clears throat> well, I, when I read that, I was like, when I actually heard about it, you know, I, I can see a small town saying that stuff. I, I've i seen all the movies about small towns and how people go nuts when they got, like, rabies or something like that. One biggest one was The Crazies. That movie was, it was crazy. It was the water that made them go nuts by drinking it. And, of course, you know, the military being the military, instead of trying to go in to solve the problem, they just blew it out the water. <laughs> To move the whole damn state, the whole damn city out the damn state. You know, some people escape, some did. This is almost like that. Only it's a little bit less tamer than the movie. But, um, yeah, a lot of people complain about having rashes and 
coughs and, you know, sore throats and everything. But, of course, Northworth Southerner was like, no, there's nothing wrong. Everything is fine. I'm drinking water out of the tap. I have not grown a third arm or anything else like that. And we haven't heard too much about it, but, hey, you know, other news comes in and everything's forgetful. So hopefully they're getting back to normal and um, nobody is, no one has turned to a werewolf or a Krebel Hulk or, you know, the, the atomical, you know, the, you know, you know, the, uh, I can't remember the guy. Oh, God, what the hell is the guy's name? I can't remember his name. He'll come back to me one day. But anyway, I hope they're doing okay. And uh, we're moving on. February 7th of this year, LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James. King James. Raced the NFL all-time scoring record, surpassing the great Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know that basketball is about youth, power, and accuracy. Accuracy being the shooting the ball, power being dunking the ball, or, you know, laying up, whatever. And um, youthfulness. You know, you got to run up and down the court all the time. You got to chase the ball down. You got to dunk the ball. You got to make all these scores and points and everything and blah, blah, blah. Well, LeBron James is hated for some stupid-ass reason. By a lot of people, I tend to like the man. I love the, I love LeBron. LeBron, to me, was the man that kind of bridged me between Kobe and Michael Jordan. He was he was a little bit of Kobe, but he was also a little bit of Michael Jordan. Now, some people will tell me go fuck yourself, but that's just me. I got to see all three of these men's careers come and go, and rest a piece to Kobe and Gigi and all the rest of those folks that died in that terrible, terrible helicopter crash in Los Angeles. But he broke the scoring title from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, before he changed his name. That is something that you don't just kind of squawk at, oh, okay, so what? Do you know how long he had that scoring title? He had it since, I mean, the man, I mean, Kareem, Retired in 80, I think it was 87, 88 or something like that. That's a long goddamn time. He did that and it was still it was still there even after he retired. So for LeBron to come in and, you know, break it, that's a hell of a damn feat. And it's something that I will remember for the rest of my life. I remember that day. I was watching that game the other day, you know. Something I could tell my, my grandchildren if I ever have any, you know. But LeBron gets so much hate from everybody. Off the court, on the court, doesn't matter. Just because a man is not like uh, out here in booty clubs and having girls giving lap dances every five or ten minutes and spending his money on bullshit and stuff like that, I guess he that's that's a that's a bad thing in the NBA. You gotta be, you know, getting a Kardashian pregnant or some shit. But he doesn't do that, and for some strange ass reason, people tend to hate him. If I remember LeBron James, I'm gonna be like, man, you, 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 all that in a bag of Doritos, and I'm not doing that because I'm kissing his ass. I'm just seeing what nobody else is seeing, which is a talented man. The man been dunking on people since he was 18 years old, and he's still doing it at almost at 39. So to me, that alone makes him, you know, tops in my book. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the rest of you people, but that's that's your opinion. But congratulations to LeBron for breaking the, the scoring title. And um, keep breaking some more, man. Just, you know, put your name out there and you'll go down as one of the, one of the best. That's all I can say. Moving on. February 15th, Peyton Gergren, Gergren, 19 years old, who killed 10 people in a racist mass shooting in a grocery store in predominantly black area of Buffalo last May of this year. Is sentenced to life in prison. Fuck him. Now I know that this is a <laughs> this is a year in review, and I know that um, a lot of crazy shit has been going on before the end of this year. But when I first heard this, I was like, like wow, this some bitch drove just to just to give you an idea of how crazy this shit was. This man drove four or five hours to get to this damn store to do what he did to these people. 
He didn't even live in the fucking area. He drove all this way just to kill a bunch of black people. Ten, to be exact. One, being a fucking police officer. And um, he was still alive. None of the cops went in there and blow a hole through his ass, none of that shit. And it was just like, you had nothing else fucking better to do than to end somebody's life because of some racist bullshit. Well, I hope the brothers inside get a hold of your ass. I am not a violent person. I'm not. I, I don't like violence. I can't stand it. Sometimes people want it to be done, though. And I do not feel bad by saying that Mr. Peyton Grinron, or whatever the fuck his name is, I hope the brothers, because there's going to be some in there, you know that, get a hold of your ass. And whatever the hell they got, they do to you, you deserve every fucking bit of it. You can hate me for that. I don't give a shit. Because he had no fucking reason to kill 10 fucking people, black people, because, you know, he just wanted to fucking do it. He didn't like, he didn't like the ghetto people or any bullshit. So rotten hell, hope they, hope they treat you real good up in there. Don't drop the soap, that's all I'm going to say. Moving on, <laughs> February 18th of this year, in a statement, the Carter Center said that the former president, Jimmy Carter, will be receiving hospice care at his home in Georgia. As you know, Mrs. Carter, the first lady, had died this year, and um, she was suffering from dementia. Mr. and Mrs. Carter were married for 77 years. It's a long damn time. They've been knowing each other since they were kids, man. And even though with all the shit that happened with Jimmy Carter's presidency and all the stuff that happened afterwards, he was still a beloved president. He was my brother's favorite president. And I'm, you know, I can understand why. He reminded me of my damn uncle, my uncle, my uncle uh, James. We call him something else by Michael saying on here. But he was, uh, he was a country, you know, he was a country guy. You know, he's from Georgia. You know, he served his country. He met his wife when they were kids. They got married. They had a bunch of other kids. They had grandchildren and everything else. They were the typical American fucking marriage. And Jimmy, Mr. Carter, has been suffering from his own ailments. He had cancer, or he still got cancer. They said he might have dementia and all that other type of shit. When they had uh, Mrs. Carter's uh, funeral not too long ago, he was determined to be there, even though he, his own state was was grim. And he came to the funeral. He didn't say much. He didn't say much at all. His daughters did, but he didn't. And um, they buried her. But I will talk about that more when I do the memorandum of people that passed away this year. But to uh, Mr. To President Carter, I know that you miss your wife. I know you do. After 77 years, if you don't, then there's a problem. And you guys will be together again someday. And that'll be a glorious day. You both will be together out of pain, out of agony, and off of this fucking planet. That's all that matters. And rest in peace to Mrs. To First Lady Carter. So, moving on. February 20th of this year, President Biden makes a surprise trip to Kiev for the rest for the first time since Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine almost a year ago. Now, all presidents have made, especially in the last 20 years, have made a lot of surprising trips overseas. You know, when 9-11 happened and the war on terror started, uh, President Bush Jr. made a couple of surprising flights over to Iraq and Afghanistan to visit the troops. It wasn't shown on TV, no one broadcasted or anything. It was kind of weird, though, because you would think that uh, being that he's the president of the United States, he has to fly Air Force One everywhere he goes, that someone will probably seen the damn airplane, but... That's just another story. But either way, he, um, but Mr. President Biden went over to Kiev to visit, you know, President Zelensky 
and um, to give their support from Americas and stuff like that. And um, I talked to a gentleman who is a soldier in the Ukrainian army. And um, he, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's serving his country. He wants to be, wanted to be free just like anybody else. He's told me some stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, wow. And it's from a soldier's point of view. So, you know, what they say, they see it every day. And my heart goes out to him. And, um, but the war in Ukraine is still going on. Russia still trying to, you know, bulldoze their way in there. And the Ukrainians are like, fuck you, we ain't doing that. And my heart goes out to them. And I hope that this year coming will bring peace and prosperity to their country. Even though a lot of people in this country are a bunch of assholes and they keep saying that, oh, well, you know, we don't need to do anything for Ukraine. If the shit was happening over here, you'd be wanting to try to get somebody's help from anywhere you can. And you can say, no, we wouldn't do that bullshit, but that's just me. So that was, you know, pretty cool that he did that, the president, that is, to show our support. So moving on. <laughs> I love this one. February 23rd of this year, disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly is sentenced to 20 years in prison for, for in a Chicago federal courtroom on charges of child pornography and enticement of minors. <sighs> Kelly is already serving a 30-year prison term for his 2021 conviction of a racketeering and sex trafficking charges in New York federal court. Uh, let's see here. 19 year old, 19 years of, of the 20 year prison sentence will be served at the same time as his other sentence. One year will be served after that sentence is complete. Yeah. I don't like R. Kelly. I never liked R. Kelly. He seemed like he was kind of, uh, kind of a, you know, well, what he is, which is a you know, sexist bastard. And um, all of his songs, if you listen to any R. Kelly, any R. Kelly album, yeah, he was all about the gospel thing, and you know, he's like, you know, bam, 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 and stuff like that. But most of them were all booty jams, as I called it. You know, your body's calling me, honey love, you remind me of my jeeves, how about it right? You know, they bullshit. And, you know, back in the day, back in the 90s, yeah, everybody was, you know, vibing to it, you know, women especially, and they were, you know, Dropped, they were dropping panties here and brawls there and every damn thing else. But R. Kelly, being R. Kelly, he didn't want to go for the women that were his age. Oh, no. Let's go for the little kids, man. Let's go for the 19-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, you know, making sex tapes and saying it's not him, knowing damn what he was. Marrying Aaliyah under the, under the cloak of, oh, we're not married. Yes, we are. And so on and so forth. People are always saying, they just try to keep a black man from having money and everything. Okay, well, yeah, that may be true. Yeah, maybe. But R. Kelly could not keep his little R. Kelly out of their kid women or the kids. So this was a long time fucking coming. This didn't, didn't just start yesterday. And, of course, they had that whole surviving R. Kelly thing on on some, you know, movie channel or whatever. And women are all like, he tried to hurt that man. He had me in a car on and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, this, I've heard this before. But it finally caught up to him. And the interview he did <laughs> uh, with uh, Oprah's friend, Gail, that that was uh, that, that was that was crazy. You know, I'm done with this shit. Y'all fucking killing me. You know, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, we... we you know, we know you made a, I can believe I can fly and all that type of stuff, but you won't be flying out of prison no time soon, so you just go ahead and hunker down and, uh, you know, sing for your food and and um, just, uh, yeah, just don't sing anything that came off the 12 plate album, because all of that will get you completely raped in a bathroom some damn room. Just, just putting it out there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, let me see here. Harvey Weinstein, February 23rd of this year. Harvey Weinstein, who was already serving a 23-year prison sentence in New York, is sitting is sentenced in Los Angeles to an additional 16 years in prison and charged for rape and sexual assault. Mr. Weinstein. Mr. I'm Harvey Weinstein. I make movies. 
I can put my hand on your ass or breast anytime I'm ready because I am Harvey Weinstein. You look like a creeper any damn way. And of course, you know, as the trial goes on, he's got a walker and he's getting grayer and grayer by the day because he you knows all of his demons are about to kick his ass. And um, it finally caught to him. Finally did. Yeah. And um, good riddance. And um, I bet now and forevermore, you will know to keep your other Weinstein out of women's, you know, business. Then again, you could just die in prison. Whatever comes first. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'm being very, very vocal tonight. Um, March 2nd of this year, SpaceX and NASA launched a fresh crew of astronauts on a mission to the International Space Station, kicking off a roughly six-month stay in space. The mission, which was is carrying in two NASA astronauts and a Russian cosmonaut and an astronaut from the United Arabian Emirates, hmm, took off to NASA's Kinney Space Station in Florida. Well, of course, we've been trying to get back into space since they retired the space shuttle, which is currently sitting in the Aviation Museum. They've been trying to get back into space, at least NASA has. And, of course, you know, we got those that have these, you know, these rockets that used to be like the ones back in the 1960s. And, you know, we're going back to, they're going back to the old school stuff. And SpaceX, it's, they've done it a couple of times. They have three people in this little pod and they shoot them up and they dock. They stay there. They come down. You know, you know the drill. And um, they've done it a couple of times with those. And so far, so good. Knock on wood. We're slowly, surely going back in space now. So that's always cool. So, either way, moving on. March 2nd of this year, the jury in a double murder trial of Alexander Murdoch finds him guilty of murder of his wife and son. Murdoch, a 54-year-old scion of prominent and powerful family of local lawyers and solid solitarian or solitarists or whatever you call it, is also found guilty of two counts of possession of weapon during a commission of violence crimes and the killing of Margaret Mag Margaret Maggie Murtaugh and Paul Murtaugh on June seventh of twenty twenty one. Mister Murtaugh, he also looks like a like a serial killer creeper too. And of course, you know he tried to play off like my family's dead. I'm like, uh huh, yeah. And it didn't even sound right. So I was just like, okay, this this dude did something to these damn people. And he did. And now he's currently serving life in prison. And uh, he'll probably end up dying there. And good riddance. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> March 3rd of this year, four U.S. citizens of, in, from South Carolina are kidnapped by at gunmen in Matarosa, Mexico, in a case of mistaken identity. On March 7th, two out of four Americans, Shayog Woodward and Zenail Brown, are found dead, and two, other, and two others, LaVita McGee and Eric Williams, are found alive. The cartel believes responsible for this armed kidnapping issue is apologized letter and hand over five men to the local authorities. Sorry about that, I take a little pause. Sorry. But um, going on with the uh, mistaken identity by the um, cartels, they um, cartels pretty much run Mexico now. There's a bunch of other cartels too, and they can pretty much kidnap anybody they feel is necessary to get some kind of money or something. So it was a mistaken identity. They poured the four guys in, and they're in jail, hopefully, and uh, hope the people that were survivors are okay. But uh, Moving on, March 10th of this year, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation announced that Silicon Valley Bank was shutting down by shut down by California regulators. This is the second largest bank failure in U.S. Only Washington Mutual collapse of 2008. SVB Finance Group, the former partner company of SVB, filed for bankruptcy in March of two, March 17th of this year. Federal banks, I swear to God, they they get all this damn money, 
and then they screw everybody they get the money from. And they wonder why people don't trust banks. Jeez, I don't know why. Maybe it's because they don't trust your ass. I just don't know. Maybe because you're not trusted. Maybe because they actually got brains and they actually work. Any of those would work. So, moving on. March 27th of this year, a 28-year-old Nashville resident shoots and kills three children and three adults in a convent school in Nashville. The shooter is fairly shot by responding officers. Again, with the fucking guns. I don't even know what the hell was going on here. The 28-year-old going in and killing three kids. What the fuck the kids do? What do they do? Tell me that. Every damn time I hear about a shooting and kids are involved, what the fuck the kids do? Did they did they make funny faces at you? What? Did you have to fucking kill three of them? And then he got shot by the cops. Again, leaving in limbo. Why the fuck he do it? You'll never know. Ever. Families will be completely puzzled without their loved one. All because somebody decided to get up in the morning and said, hey, this will be a perfect time to go out and start shooting my gun at some kids and adults. Let's do it. It pisses me off, but that's just me. I'm maybe not the only one, though. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, March 29th of this year, Wall Street Journal reported Evan Groskowski is detained by Russian authorities and accused of spying. On April 7th of this year, he formally charged with espionage. Ooh, them damn Russians are really not liking Americans, are they? They will accuse you of anything just to put you in the jail. You know, you could be, you could probably be in there for a potato, and they will throw your ass in jail for 50 years for that shit. <laughs> but um, it's crazy. And they wonder why, and people wonder, why you ever been outside the country? I've been out this country twice. I went to Canada one and went down to Mexico. That's about as good fat traveling as I'm going to do. I, I'm, I mean, I would love to go outside the country and see other countries and everything, but y'all some y'all some scary dudes. Y'all y'all get mad at Americans and be ready to chop off arms and teeth and every damn thing else. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm just I'm a little bit safer here, maybe, unless an American decides to shoot me in my car because hey, I got a red convertible or whatever. It don't take much. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let me see here, March thirtieth of this year. A grand jury in New York voted to indict Trump. <sighs> the first time in American history that a current or former president has faced criminal charges. Wow. That's a hell of a damn truth. That's a hell of a feat. Um, on April 4th, Trump, Trump surrendered in his place under arrest before pleading not guilty to 34 felony charges, criminal charges, of falsely business records. Remember I was saying that he was inflating his shit to say that it was more than it actually is? Yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. Uh, let's see here. Prosecutors have alleged that Trump sought to undermine the integrity of the 2016 election through the hush money scheme with payments made to a woman who claimed that he had extramarital affairs with Trump. He has denied his affair, of course, because he's Trump. Everything is clean when it comes to Trump. I'm totally, totally innocent. I've got no no collusion. Whatever, okay? Not all the shit that that's being, you're being accused of is, you know, bullshit. They wouldn't say it if they didn't mean it. Just don't say that. <sighs> Moving on. April 6th of this year, two, duck, two Democratic members of the Tennessee House of Representatives, Representative Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson, are expelled while the third member, Republican or Representative Gloria Johnson, is spared in the ousting of Republican lawmakers, by Republican lawmakers. Uh, they were kicked off the floor. And, um, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't right. That wasn't right at all. But, hey, they, uh, you know, they, they try. Um, they were, they was decreed by the trio of oppressive, vindictive, and racial motivation. This comes after Jones, Pearson, and Johnson staged a demonstration in the House of Florida for calling for gun reform following a shooting at a convent school. They were fighting to reform gun control. And instead of actually listening to the people, they kicked them off the floor. Wow, you guys are 
really on top of this, right? On April 10th of this year, Rep Rep Representative Jones is sworn back in following an anonymous voter, uh, anonymous vote by the tenant, yeah, by the Nashville Metropolitan Council of to reappoint him as interim representative. On April 12th of this year, the Shelby County Board Commission vote to confirm reappointment of Representative Person. So you tried to kick these two men and this woman off the floor because they're saying something that pretty much is true. Y'all need to get these fucking guns under control. Everybody's fucking wide up now. But you seem not to give a shit. And someone's got to say something, right? Of course. <sighs> Moving on. April 6th through the 13th of this year, ProPublica reported that a Justice Clarence Thomas and his wife, conservative activist Gina Thomas, have gone on several luxurious trips involving trade travel subsidizing buy and stay in properties that are owned by Harlan Crow, a GOP mega donor. The hospitality was not disclosed on Thomas's public financial filings. With the Supreme Court. Wow, big surprise. Uh, the following week, ProPublic reported Thomas failed to disclose a 2014 real estate deal that he made with Crow. On a financial disclosure form released on, October, on August 31st of this year, Thomas disclosed a luxurious trip and inadvertently omitted information including a real estate deal. Jeez, Mr. Thomas, you, you lying bastard, you. You're supposed to be a judge. What the hell? Jeez, man. I mean, it's not like you were accused of, you know, sexual harassment before you became a, you know, became a, uh, you know, federal judge or anything or Supreme Court judge. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, yeah. So, in some cases, actually, in a lot of cases, I believe this shit. Clarence Thomas looked like somebody would take a, take money out of a homeless person's cup or some shit. Name blame me. No, I didn't do that, man. Uh, I'm clear as Thomas, bitch. No. <laughs> I can see him doing that. And his wife, who is a big, firm believer in the Trump organization, I can see her doing that shit, too. I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to go to this luxurious house. Okay. You can do that. And Clarence just goes, hey, okay. You can go to Hawaii on these people's bill. You're supposed to be a Supreme Court judge. You lying bastard. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> April 7th of this year, a federal judge in Texas is issued a ruling on medication, medicating abortion drugs, Ministofferstone, saying it will suspend the U.S. Food and Drug Administration two-decade-old approval of it, but paused his ruling for several days so the federal government can appeal. Then in a dramatic turn of events, a federal judge in Washington State says in a new ruling shortly after the FDA must, must keep medication, abortion drugs available in, to, in more than a dozen Democrat-led states. Okay, this whole Roe versus Wade thing, I'm still, like, beside myself with that shit. The damn thing, the whole, the law itself stood for, what, like 50 damn years or some shit? And they canceled like it was like it happened yesterday. So basically, what they're saying is is that whether you got raped, whether you are uh, you accidentally get pregnant, which is not an accident, but still, and that the baby is killing you and the person is carrying you. Oh, you gonna carry this baby to term? You don't give a fuck if you die or not. That's basically what they're saying. Again, telling a woman what to do with their body organs. You can screw them. You can hold on to your breasts while you're screwing them. You can do oral sex or whatever else you want to do. But if it comes down to stuff like this, no, you're going to hit that damn baby. Oh, really? Okay. Sure. Okay. And uh, it's really, really, really fucking stupid. But that's just me. Nate, the day they tell a woman to do what they have to do with their bodies is a day that we turn to a really big episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And it seemed like it's heading that direction, but that's another story. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> April 13th of 20, 2023, 21-year-old Jack 
Textarin, a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, is arrested by FBI in connection with a leak of classified documents that have been posted online. Uh, I think I'm going to be cut off here in a second, ladies and gentlemen. But never feel. I will be back on here in a few minutes to finish our 2023 in review. So please stay tuned if I get cut off. And, um, you know, just hang around and let me finish this and I can let you all go to bed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but the uh, leak, this little, this Jack Gastera, yeah, he, he's going to get some time for this shit. And rightfully so, because he should have done that. But young people these days, you don't know what the hell they're thinking from one day to the next. So it's kind of a, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Who the hell knows? So, anyway, I'll move on before this cuts off. April 18th of this year, Fox News reached a last-second settlement with Dominion voting system, paying more than $787 million in, in a two-year legal battle with public shredding of a net network credibility. Fox News' $787.5 million settlement with Dominion Corporates was the largest public known deflammation settlement U.S. history involving a media company. Ah, yes, Fox News. Fox News, fair and balanced. These nuts. They are not fair. They're not balanced. They're not even fair and balanced. Someone set a fire to their fucking Christmas tree outside their damn house, outside their, their office a couple of years ago. I think it was a homeless man. And I, I really need to find that man because he's just probably trying to make keep warm and you didn't know. But either way. Fox News, they put their foot in their mouths every single day and then wonder why people don't like them. Well, maybe because they do shit like that. Defaming people and everything else. But <laughs> in the long run, they had to pay for that shit. The reason why Tucker Carlson is not on Fox News anymore, because he became part of the 787 million they had to shell out. And Tucker, you, Tucker person, you, I'll be sitting at home right now on your radio or TV or whatever like that, wishing that you would open your big-ass damn mouth with your ugly-ass hair and said anything. But that's just me. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> April 25th of this year, President Biden formally announced his bid for re-election. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. Uh, elections. I've never been scared of an election in my damn life, but this one... Is scary. 2024 is going to be a, sc a scary year for everybody. Just putting it out there. And uh, the presidential election, I have never been this scared in my fucking life of a presidential election like this one. Because if they did the shit on January 6th, what the hell are they going to do if a boy don't win again? I dare to think about it. But anyway, I'm moving on here because I almost got another minute or two. May 2nd of this year, more than 11,000 members of the White Writers, Ribbon, yeah, Writers Guild of America go on strike for the first time since 2007. Ah, uh, yes. They were out there striking and striking and striking. Um, on September 26th, the WGA announced the leaders of have anonymously voted to authorize the members of return to work following the tentative agreement reached on September 24th. So, it was not to say the longest strike in Hollywood history, because I think it was. And um, they got what they wanted, though. So that's all that matters. And January will start up what they call the new season, because it should have started back in September, but they were all strike. So I'm glad they got what they wanted. I hope they keep it that way, because I'm getting really tired of watching reruns of reality shows. They're, they're getting ridiculous. So thank God for that. Um, moving on, May 2nd of this year, the Manhattan federal jury finds Trump sexually abused former magazine columnist E. Jean Carroll in a luxury department store dressed room in spring of 1996 award her $5 bucks in battery and deflamentation. Again, you still root for the son bitch. <sighs> I don't understand that. I really don't. But to each your own. And if you have a brain, that's totally on you. I, on the other hand, think the man is a leeching bastard. And he's rallying people up to 
do God knows what to God knows who. But he sits in the background like a damn little vulture. This will be continued in the next episode of the 20th.